Hello. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? Uh, Dr. Ray here today. And uh, just going to talk about a couple different things that I've got um, going on in life. Today's a life update. Just talking about everything happening. Um, everything that's been going on with me. I've been doing a lot of updates where I talk about like different topics recently, but I haven't done like a big like life update. Like what's going on? What am I up to? What's been happening with everything? Um, so let's see where to even start out. So something cool is that I have my uh, second COVID shot coming up um, next week on Thursday. So I get my COVID shot on Thursday afternoon. Um, I guess I got it like a couple weeks ago, my first one. So I should technically be like 90 some percent immune right now. Um, but I get my second shot next week. So I'm kind of nervous about that actually, because I've been hearing that people get sick and stuff off their second shot. So that's a little nerve wracking. Um, but yeah, I get my second shot next week. So kind of excited about that. I'm nice to see that, um, you know, the vaccine is spreading and COVID is going down. So I haven't talked about COVID in a while and I don't intend to today, but that's all good stuff. But anyway, yeah, I get my second shot next week. So excited about that. I got the Moderna vaccine. Um, so I get the second one next Thursday, I believe my appointment's Thursday morning. So I'll let y'all know how that goes, but I have that coming up. Um, Another medical thing that's been happening, I've been having the worst dry skin this winter, and it's weird. My mom and sister have also been having, oh, and my children have all been having this weird dry skin. So I have like these itchy patches on my hand, and they keep healing and then like getting dry again. So I actually have zinc on my hands. I'll show you one of my hands. You can see that. Um, it's like just this white like zinc cream like right on my hand. It's kind of looks really disgusting, but it's really just a cream. It's like sunscreen on your hand, um, but it helps keep it moist. And uh, it's been working to really heal it up. So that's good. I'm hoping it gets summer really soon so that we can actually um, like the being out in the sun. I'm out in the sun a lot in the summer and the ocean water and stuff will really heal that up. So I can't wait for that to happen. Reminding me about the weather. We had so kind of crazy. So yesterday we had these they when I woke up yesterday morning, we were predicted to have really bad tornadoes like F2 plus tornadoes in Wilmington. And basically what that means is that um, these are tornadoes that would like take your, you know, walls of your house away, like could take your house away. So little scary because I'm from the Northeast. So down South, we don't have any basements or anything. So like if a tornado comes, you're just like in a bad position. Um, so fortunately what happened is fortunately for me, the, the, uh, high pressure system went North about two hours from where I am more towards Raleigh. And so it completely missed me. Um, so we didn't even have any rain yesterday, but other places in my state did have tornadoes and other places across the Midwest and stuff did. So that's really bad, but uh, we didn't. But now I'm thinking to myself, so we're building a house and I haven't, I'm no further in my house. I'm still not living there. I'm still not 60 days away from moving in, but we don't have a basement there either in the house we're building. And I'm thinking like, how do I, do I build like a tornado shelter in the house or something like that? I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. I went online and looked it up and there are these cool, like 
tornado shelters one's like a, it looks like a bed and then like raises up the guys were on shark tank that invented it looks really cool so that's like an interesting thing and there's another one that goes in your garage and it looks like a garage like workbench like a tool bench where you can like you know do all your projects and stuff um and uh yeah so and then it like raises up into a little like tornado shelter Oh uh, yeah, you do have basements. Yeah, you guys are lucky. Um, we just—it's weird. It's the weirdest thing. Like I, I grew up in the Northeast, and we have basements in every single house. Like I've never even heard of a house without a basement. Um, I remember so many times as a kid, like a bad storm, you go in the basement. Um, it's so it's weird. And my wife grew up in New Jersey, so she—I grew up in PA. She grew up in Jersey, so same thing. And then we moved down south and there's like no such thing as a basement. And here's what's really strange. So some houses will say they have a basement. And what they mean is the they just call the first floor of the house a basement. I, I can't figure that out at all. It makes no sense to me. But yeah, there's no basements. I don't know why, really. Um, I've heard people say because of our soil or because of flooding, but I don't know like what it is. What about the soil makes it so you can't have basements? Or what is it about the flooding that makes it that you can't have basements? I don't know the answers to that. So uh, anyway, that's enough like medical <laughs> and COVID and uh, house stuff updates. So let's talk about some uh, more fun stuff. So I have a... So first of all, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty still. Um, I've been playing it a lot lately. I've been putting a lot of my games up on my Twitch channel. Um, oh, yeah. Someone just told that they don't have tornadoes, but they're big climate changes. Um, so I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty. I've been playing the uh, the ranked version. I'm still ranked competitor, which means bottom 50%. So that really annoys me because I feel like I'm getting a lot better. And I feel like the first few times I played ranked, I did poorly because I was just learning the game. And uh, yeah, so there's that. So one of the things about Call of Duty is you can play on a mouse and keyboard or controller. Uh, where's my Oh, I'm not going to pull my blue controller because it's connected to a wire. But I've been playing with I have a couple Xbox controllers, so I've been playing with them. And what I find is that Call of Duty has something called aim assist. And basically what that means is when you go to um, like target an opponent, the, the AI in the game actually moves your uh, crosshairs towards that person if you're using controller, which makes it much easier to do well the game. But if you play with a mouse and keyboard, you don't get that advantage. And so I kind of switched back and forth between a mouse and keyboard and controller to like test out how the gameplay was affected and i found that the controller is definitely better for that game it not only is better at aiming um but you have much better control over the movement of the game i guess the game's really just made for a controller which is why that is the case um, i find that is the case with halo as well and i also find it's the case with apex legends um, which is kind of interesting. I can play Apex with either, but I found I always did better with the controller. And I need to get back into Apex Legends because it's getting pretty popular and it was a fun game when it first came out. I played it a bunch. I played it for a while and really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot better than Fortnite. I never enjoyed the building in Fortnite. I was the worst builder in the world. Um, I think that the problem with me in Fortnite is that I just didn't give enough, I didn't put enough time into the game. 
I probably played Fortnite for, I don't know, 25 hours or something. I just didn't put in enough time. And the building really, it was just like this extra step that I didn't like. And I felt like I did a spent a lot of time running. I don't know. Something about it just never clicked well with me. I don't know why. I don't know what it was about Fortnite. But Apex Legends, and I'm not a big Battle Royale fan, Apex Legends really, really resonated with me a lot. Um, so... Anyway, I think today, actually, I get to uh, re-rank in Call of Duty. It's kind of cool. You get to rank up every three days. So that's kind of fun. So I'll get a new rank today. Um, I'm really excited about Wild Rift. Have you guys heard about Wild Rift, the uh, League of Legends mobile game that's going to be coming out? I think the beta comes out very soon. So we'll start to see like a lot of reviews on that. Um, but it'll be a mobile version of League of Legends, like work on your phone. So I'm really interested to see how that works. Um, it'll be cool to uh, try it out. I'm not a big fan of playing on my mobile device, so <laughs> I don't think I'm actually going to like it. But uh, yeah, it's kind of cool, and it'll be neat to uh, have it. So that'll be fun. Um, other stuff going on. All right, so that's like video game updates for me. Let's talk a little bit about some investing stuff that I've been doing in the stock market stuff. So I've been doing a really good job over the last three weeks of losing money. Um in fact, I have a big loss occurring today, which really, really, really stinks. Um, I gambled on a good stock, a stock that I think is actually going to go up and do really well called UWMC. And basically what they do is they're in the mortgage industry. But I think that their company is actually going to fly up and do really well. Um, the problem is I bought some options for them that are expiring today and my options didn't make it. I bought call options, which means that I expected the stock to go up a lot. Um, and the stock only actually went down and then up a little bit. So I'm losing all of my money that I put into it today, which really stinks because it was, it was a big chunk. It was a big bet. Like if it would have worked, I would have made a lot of money, but it didn't work. So I lost some money, um, which isn't fun. So today's kind of a downer. I've kind of accepted it over the last week that I'm losing this money. I've been really mad at the stock market and haven't done much, many trades over the last week. So yeah, so I'm losing a bunch of money today. So that's not fun. By 4 p.m., let's see. I'll tell you exactly what the stock needs to go up to for me to get my money back. So right now, each of my calls is worth $1.00. Each of my calls that I spent $170 on is worth $1. And the stock is at $8.96 a share. It needs to go up to $16.70 <laughs> for me to get my money to start making money. Um, so yeah, that really stinks. So in an hour and four, 39 minutes, I will have lost that money. So yeah, that, that's not fun. So I do think it's a good stock, though. It's becoming a meme stock on Wall Street bets. I think that the stock is going to go up. There are some rumors that it's going to be added to the Russell Index next week and some other good things like rumors coming up about it. So I do own some shares of the stock. So like there is some possibility that I am going to make money from this, <laughs> just not yet. Um, but yeah, there's some there's some good hope. There's some hope that I'm going to make money off of it. So uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I think that the stock is going to go up and uh, UWMC. I like it. So we'll see. I, I'm losing all my option money on it today, but I have some shares. So that's the advantage of buying shares. So 
I am still trading Bitcoin and Dogecoin. Um, basically, what I'm doing is I'm buying the ups and downs. And basically, so what I do is I buy it. I, I watch it for like the low and highs. So let me just use an example of let's just say one dollar because that's like the most basic thing. Or I can even say a hundred dollars. Doesn't matter. Um, and basically, what I do is I wait for it to. And I'm just going to make up some numbers. Let's say, let's say Bitcoin was at fifty thousand, which I think is a low. I would bet my hundred dollars on it, or a dollar, whatever you want to do. I will wait till Bitcoin goes up to like sixty, and I will sell a hundred dollars worth to get my money back. But I will keep those extra shares that I now have. So when I bought at fifty dollars, I might I might have bought like let's say let's just say Bitcoin's only fifty thousand dollars. Yeah terrible example here that I'm trying to display. But basically when I sell for higher, but only pull the exact amount I put in, I'm keeping some shares. So what I'm doing is I'm creating, I'm gaining equity in the stock and pulling my own money out of it. I'm not taking the profits. What I'm taking is equity in the stock. I'm doing the same thing with Dogecoin, except I'm not I'm not keeping the equity in the stock. I'm pulling all of it out. So I'm making, I've been buying and selling and making money doing that. So I've been doing that with those two things. So yeah, that's it. That That's what I've been doing. Um, I watched some movies recently uh, and have some cool stuff going on this weekend that I can talk a little bit about. Um, I'm watching the Mandalorian. We are on season two. We've watched the first episode, I believe so far. And we really like it. Really cool show if you do not have disney plus get it for the mandalorian super cool um definitely worthwhile fun show to watch um other show we'll see we just watched a movie last night called nomad weirdest movie ever because zero happened in it it was about a woman based on a true story about a woman who is a nomad so basically what that means is she like She'll work a job, get some money, but she lives in her van and she's not homeless because well, she is homeless, but she chooses to be homeless. She's not homeless because she doesn't have support or financial means or she doesn't have much money, but she's homeless because she chooses to be and she wants to live in her van and kind of just be on the road and on the go, which is cool. And I like that. But there was no nothing. There was no story in the movie. Nothing happened. I can't, I can't figure She barely dialogue. Um and that was, it was like very strange. Like it showed this, it almost could have been like a 20 minute documentary. Like it would have been a cool interview to like interview her at a nomad and see like what their life was like and everything. But like I, you got to see her work at Amazon, go like drive her van around, have a few, like her van would break down and she'd have to pay, pay for it. But there was no like climax of a story or anything. like nothing happened. So I couldn't figure that out. So anyway, yeah, I don't, I totally don't recommend Nomad. It's all good people in it and stuff. I just don't recommend the movie because I didn't understand it. Nothing happened and it was very boring. So, but yeah, I'm watching Mandalorian and that is very good. Reminding me of movies, we're going to watch Harry Potter 1 tonight. So my son is in fourth grade. He's finally reading the Harry Potter books, which is super awesome. Um, I've read them twice and I read the Harry Potter books when they came out. Like I was one of those people that was like waiting in at the, the like bookstore for like the book to come out at midnight. So I could buy it and start reading it. I was that person probably starting on book three. I was that person. So yeah, that was me. Um, I've read the books twice and uh, I'll probably read them again in the next few years, but uh, I've read the books twice and I've seen the movies a million times, but 
the kids have never been interested in the movies because I think they're too long. But now that he's reading the book, he's halfway through the first. And he started it this week. Like he's already read like 200 pages in like a couple days. Like it's crazy how much these kids read these days. And uh, he is, so we're going to watch Harry Potter one this weekend, which is super awesome. It's a good movie. And I, I was, me and my wife were talking like, should he, should you watch a movie before or after you read the book? And it's an interesting thing to talk about. I think for a lot of books, you want to read the book first, but for something like Harry Potter, I think that it helps visually, um, gives you some visual mental imagery about the book to actually see the movie. And the other thing is Harry Potter movie doesn't really differentiate from the book. So it's not like a big ending change or something like that. So I don't think there's any harm in watching the, the movie first. In fact, I watched Harry Potter one and then I read that I hadn't read the first book yet. Like my little, my sister was in like fourth or fifth grade at the time. And she was like, oh, you got to read this Harry Potter book. And I was like, whatever. I was like, I'll see the movie. I saw the movie and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I became obsessed. And seeing the movie made me read Harry Potter one and two. Three wasn't out yet, I believe. And uh, then I was obsessed with it. Got the third book right when it came. The third book was like coming out around that time. Got Went and got the third book. And uh, the rest is history. I you know, was a person waiting in line for the rest of the movies, the rest of the books, all that good stuff. So I'm really excited to see Kai like interested in it. Um, reminding me of my kids, my five-year-old is absolutely nuts and we're not sure what to do. The kid, like, first of all, he wants to live outside. Like he really like, he doesn't come in the house. Like he's like, I just want to be outside all the time. So we're not sure what to do about that. He talks to other kids like, like he talks to like teenagers, like they're his best friend. And that's a little concerning. Um, he wants to play at his friend's house all the time. So we're just like outside following this child, like a wild child around and we're not sure what to do with him. So yeah, that's going to be interesting. We're going to like film him for a little while. We think like he wants to be on camera. He's very much into like dancing and singing and showing off. And he wants us to film him all the time which is very strange that a five-year-old is just like that. My other two kids like would like they, they would like run away if I put the camera on them. This kid like wants me to do it. So I don't, we don't know why, but his personality is very much like in the spotlight. So I don't know what we're going to do, but we might start a YouTube channel for him and just film him like doing stuff. Cause the kid is crazy. He like destroys our house. He's kind of nuts sometimes. I mean, he's only five, so he's still a little kid, but, uh, yeah, it's really, really, really interesting. So anyway, I might post, I'm not going to post videos on my channel, but I, I might have a channel for him coming up soon. Uh, let's see, other things going on. Um, I guess the last thing going on is a weekend. Um, so tomorrow is Pinewood Derby Race. Pinewood Derby Race. So if you are familiar with Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts, you know what the Pinewood Derby Race is. But basically what the Pinewood Derby Race is, they give you a block of wood and you have to create a car. You, they give you like a block of wood, some nails and wheels, and you cut a car any way you want. You paint it, sand it, put the wheels on, and then you race the car down this little track. Um, and the track is like a slope and then straight. 
So like it's like sloped and then straight and you race against the kids in your troop for prizes. Um, and it's a really fun thing that you do. I did it as a child and now I do it with my kids. And the, the, the funny thing about the Pinewood Derby is the kids get really excited for it, but the parents are the ones that build the cars because like my five-year-old isn't holding a saw. My eight-year-old isn't holding a saw. My 10-year-old, I did let him kind of help me solve. <laughs> but like the parents have to do everything. So it's the battle of the parents. <laughs> um, if you want to get down to it, it's battle of the dads for the most part because they're the ones that build the cars. So now let me talk about my experience. So when I was a kid, my dad built my car for me, obviously. Um, and instead of... So you have to put weight on the car because it has to be a certain like weight. There's like a weight limit for the car to be. So you learn about like physics and like making a car fast and stuff like that. Um, and uh, you figure out the weight of the car. And the funny thing is my dad thought it would be a good idea to use liquid mercury in the car, which if you're familiar with mercury, it's a, I mean, it's like a poison. It's what made uh, the Mad Hatter and Alice in the Wonderland like be crazy. Uh, it's like literally makes you go crazy. So when I was a kid, my dad was a scientist and we would have like this jar of liquid mercury and we would play with it. Like I would put it in my hands and be like, like dump it. It was awesome. It's metal. That's like liquid and you can like touch it and it, but your hand doesn't get uh, wet, but it's liquid and it's heavy. So liquid mercury, it's the coolest thing ever. It's just highly poisonous. So you would never want to, you totally don't want to touch it or be near it now. But back then my dad like didn't care. So we put this in my Pinewood Derby car. Probably could be sued today if you tried to do that. They'd probably send me to child services um, if you tried to do that stuff today. But anyway, the car won because I think what happened is because the weight was liquid it would like you'd start out and it'd be low and then when it would hit the bottom it'd like even out and there'd be like some i don't know but i've been debating like what kind of liquid i could put in the car to uh, make that happen again because i think that was a really really interesting way to create a car but anyway yeah the car did really good and i won and the cool thing is which I still do with my kids is a lot of parents, what they do for the Pinewood Derby is they go out and buy these kits that, uh, first of all, you can buy cars on Amazon, which is just ridiculous. You got to make the car at least. Um, but they have these kits that you could like make your car look like the Batmobile and stuff, which is really cool. But the problem with that is the only thing the kids can really do themselves is paint the car. So if you buy a kit, like the kids actually doing nothing, because the only thing my kids really do with the Pinewood Derby is paint the car. Now, they did help me sand the car. They did help me sand the wheels. Like, they help me with stuff. Um, hey, how you doing? Uh, you know, my kids help me with different components of the project. And it's like a cool art project. Like, we're building this car together. Um, but they can only do so much. And the pretty much the biggest step they can do is paint and decorate their own car. And so when you go out and buy like a kit that does that, the kid literally has done nothing on the car. So I don't, I like looking at them. I mean, they're cool, but I feel like that's like the one part the kid should do. And for some reason, I'm like the only one that does that. My cars, if you saw my cars when I was a little kid, like all the other kids' cars looked like they were professionally done. My car looked like a like, I don't know. Someone with 
I don't even know how to describe how poor my cars looked. <laughs> I mean, it looked like I took my car and like accidentally splattered some paint on it by mistake. And that's how bad my paint job was. Is like, you know, a first grader, second grader on a car. Um, so, but that's what my kids' cars look like. They look pretty bad. And that's, but that's great. Like they're little kids, like let them draw on it and paint. We got, I let them paint and I use paint pens so they can like draw and create and decorate what it looks like. And I'm a big into art and everything. I love art. So, you know, you can see like, I have some paintings. Those are my drawings in the background. Like we love art here. And uh, so that's like one of the cool things my kids can do, but their cars always look the worst. And it stinks because they have like best looking car and my kids will never get it because they do the whole, make it look themselves. So anyway, um, maybe we're going to get some trophies though, which is kind of cool. My cars always do really well. Um, so, you know, they should do well enough. At least, at least my youngest is definitely going to get a trophy because he's the only kid in the lions group, which means he's going to get first place. So that's neat. I'm bringing home a trophy. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so that's literally my life right now. That's everything. That's all the stuff going on. Nervous about that second COVID shot I'm getting next week. Not, I don't want to be nervous about it. I want to just think it's going to be fine, but I'm still a little nervous about it. I'm excited to be done with it and be done with this vaccination process. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm nervous about it. So that's like the big nerve wracking thing going on in my life. And uh, the weather has been crazy. It's like 70 degrees yesterday and tomorrow the real feels like 20 something. So it's like ridiculous weather, but that's, that that's March for you. That's what happens. That's why they tell us don't plant your garden until April 15th, not March 15th. So we're at March, you know, mid, mid to end of March getting there. So, uh, you know, I got a not planting a garden this year. I did tell you what all what I was doing with the garden though, right? If you watched any of my prior videos, I told you that I was um planting bonsai trees. So you can make I know I shouldn't even be talking about this because it'll take like 10 minutes, but I am gonna I'm just gonna talk about it's the last thing I'm talking about anyway. So I am planting these bonsai trees. So you can. So people think of a bonsai tree, they picture Mr. Miyagi and Karate Kid. And I have one of those trees, like the same kind of like pine thing that he does. I have one of those. But you can make a bonsai tree out of any kind of tree in the world. So like you can take an apple tree and make it a bonsai tree and it'll like grow little apples. Now they might not be like real, like mini, like a mini, mini apples. They might just be like more like they're called dwarf apples that are like half the size of regular apples, but you can eat them like they're real apples. So any kind of tree in the world, you can make a bonsai tree out of. So I think that that is awesome and the coolest thing ever. So I'm trying to grow apple and orange bonsai trees because how cool would it be to have a bonsai tree that grows little oranges that you can eat and little apples that you can eat? I think that's like the coolest thing ever. So I'm trying to do it. So for the apples, you can't just like take like apple seeds and plant them. So you have to like trick the apples. So what I'm doing is I am, I put the apple seeds in there. So you have to put them in the refrigerator. So you put them in. So first you put them in a wet paper towel. So you take apple seeds like from an apple. Like I ate an apple today for lunch. You take the apple seeds, you put them on a paper towel, like from your apple, you 
wet the paper towel and like close it up, like, you know, fold the paper towel with apple seeds in it and it's wet, right? You put that in a paper bag and you have to put that in the refrigerator for six weeks to trick the apple seeds into thinking that it's winter or fall. And then they're going to start growing in there. Then you take them out and you plant them like normal. So that's how you trick the apple seeds. And so right now I'm in the process where mine have been in there like three or four weeks. I need to check them actually, because I didn't check them last weekend and see what my apple seeds look like. But they're in a, you know, in the, a Ziploc bag in a folded paper towel wet in the refrigerator. Then what I'm going to do is I've got the oranges. My oranges are actually over here on my window. So the oranges are in a cup. Uh, with soil in it, that's like basically water soil. It's like very, very, very damp. And they have to sit there in that but with a plastic bag over to trap humidity for several weeks as well. So that's where they are. So I'm planting oranges and apples. I don't know if any of these are going to work, but I'm going to keep trying it until I get, I'm going to have baby oranges and baby apples that I can eat that are bonsai trees. And I think that's the coolest thing ever. And if that works, I'm doing baby bananas next. <laughs> <laughs> or like avocados or something. Because I think bonsai trees that are really small that produce fruit just seems like, I, I don't know what it is about it, but it just seems awesome and I got to do it. And especially like for my new house, I'm going to have a window seal where I just have a bunch of plants because I love plants. I got like a cactus, I have an aloe plant and I have a bonsai plant. So I have three plants right now, but I'm going to have more bonsais. And I think that's what I want to grow. I'm going to grow a bunch of bonsai trees and like make like cool, like fruit ones. Cause you don't hear about that. Like when I tell people that, like I told my parents and my wife that I was like growing a bonsai tree that was going to be baby apples. They thought I was nuts until I sent them pictures. And I'm like, no, this is real. You can actually grow a bonsai tree out of anything. So that's my story with the bonsai trees. <laughs> My wife just says I watched the got it getting into Cobra Kai a little too much, but uh, whatever. I think they're cool. I like plants. I'm a big I, and I do a garden every year. This is the first year I'm not because we're moving in like two or three months, and I didn't want to like have the garden be like starting to get good and then have to like kill it off because I wouldn't be here to water it. So I didn't. I'm not doing a garden this year, so I'm doing the bonsai trees. So anyway, yeah, that's it. That's everything that's going on. Hopefully, everybody, you guys are all doing well and. Good things are happening in the world. Seems like COVID cases are going down in a lot of places, but not everywhere. Some places they're still going up and stuff, but hopefully we're doing good. That's like my big like world thing I want to see happen is COVID go away so that we can, you know, start focusing on other things again. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's uh, that's life. Those are my updates right now. It's everything I'm doing for the most part. I mean, I'm working a lot and doing stuff like that, but I didn't. I don't need to bore you with every my work details. I don't know. You know, I can save that for another another life update. So I've talked for 30 minutes already, which is long enough. Um, I got a bunch of other topics I want to talk about, like actual topics. Um, but I'll probably do some of those next week. I got a good interview coming up in two or three weeks. Um, with uh this guy gerard he is a he created his own cryptocurrency coin um which is pretty cool and he has a he owns like a startup incubation like um business so for like startups so he'll be really cool to talk to it's going to be interesting and fun to talk to him so that's coming up on my channel soon um so that'll be good i'll do that interview i think it's april 5th or 6th we just scheduled it today so uh 
that's coming up in early April. And then I have some emails out for some other interviews. So good people that I'm going to be talking to soon. So that'll be fun. So look out for that stuff. And, uh, you know, always, as always my live updates, but I'm going to start putting out some more actual videos, you know, produced videos soon. Um, start getting the more, more, a little more of that again. So, uh, yeah, that's it, everybody. So, uh, have a nice day and have a good weekend and I will see y'all later.